Hey folks, welcome to the Socially Challenged Podcast. I am your host, Chris Timms, and it's uh, February 8th, 2019. And uh, how you guys doing? It's Friday. It's the end of the week, though you're probably not going to be listening to this on Friday. You'll probably be listening to this on, like, let's say, Saturday, Sunday, perhaps. Uh, maybe Monday, if you're too busy on the weekend. Or not at all, if you're not listening to this. And if you're not listening to this, well, you know, have a good day. All the power to you. And I don't necessarily blame you, but those of you that are listening, thank you very much for tuning in and uh, checking in on me, seeing what's going on. Like Cat Wolverine in the background, not sure if you heard him, but he said hello. And um, yeah, doing another podcast, guys. We're making progress. I did a podcast on uh, a few days ago, four days ago, something like that. Uh, One of my random thoughts podcast where I just ramble on about things on my mind. Uh, things that are bothering me that day. And uh, then I was hanging out with my lady friend, and we were talking about this and that. And she was like, oh, Chris, man, that story is hilarious. You have a lot of really ridiculous things that have happened to you throughout your life. You should write them down and make a book. And, you know, I was high because we were smoking some weed, and I think we had a drink perhaps. And I was like, you know what? That's a great idea. And then I let it marinate for a day or so, and, I was like, fuck, that's just another thing. It's another thing I got to do, you know? Like, you know, I do the stand-up. I'm trying to do this goddamn cooking show. Uh, I want to have a cookbook to go along with the cooking show. I'm trying to, you know, uh, do this podcast, which has been a fucking odd struggle. I know, Wolverine. I know. It's my cat again. Uh, If you guys don't hear him, then you just think I'm talking to nothing. But, hey, that's okay. Um... But yeah, uh, so I'm trying to do this podcast. I got Then I got a book, a series of books I've been working on for, I don't know, since 2007, six or seven, something like that. Ridiculous. I don't think they'll ever get finished. They're a work in progress. They're constantly evolving, and uh, we'll see what happens with them. But, um, so I'm like, anyway, I'm like, I don't need another thing. I got enough fucking plates. I just really want to focus on the podcast, cooking, show, and comedy, you know? And I got to work a day job because, you know, in Canada, it's fucking difficult to make a living off of any of these things um so hence the podcast and and what have you and um so it's a lot to balance it's a lot to try and get done plus you got family and friend obligations loved ones and what have you and uh and i got cats that i got to take care of and walk so there's a lot of shit is what i'm trying to say so adding another book to the uh list is uh in all honesty, it's ridiculous. It's a little too much. Oh, yeah. Did I mention? I also want to start a soup company and uh, open a restaurant. There's too many goddamn things, guys. There's too many things. So I decided, we like, I was like, hey, you know what? I can just tell these stories on the podcast. I'm trying to figure out which direction to take this podcast in. I want to try a bunch of different things. So I can have, I could do like random story podcasts where uh, I'll just tell some of these random stories uh, that, about things that have happened to me or gone on in my life, and you can find them interesting or horrific or, or whatever, and, uh, you know, maybe you'll listen to them, learn something, and, uh, yeah, we could see how that goes, you know, because uh, I, I've had a lot of weird things happen to me, you know, um, fuck, like, I've been working since I was 12, I've been living on my own since I was, like, 15, 16, and, uh, you know, a lot of weird shit happens to a person uh, along the way. 
I think I've been to, uh, what, I got kicked out of Catholic school in grade four, public school in grade uh, seven, Catholic school again in grade uh, 10, I think. Then I went to like some alternative high school and graduated before my class. Um, and then set out on the world. I lived in Toronto for a while, I lived in BC. I've been all over the place. And um, I, I always find myself in interesting situations. And that's what me and my lady friend the other day we were talking about. Was we were talking about how like uh, you can't really trust people anymore. Like you can't trust strangers. Um, no one trusts strangers. Uh, and no one really like engages with actual humans and stuff. And uh, I was like, we were talking about this and it, it like it dawned on me that like, you know, I've been jumped a few times in my life. I, I've had several different altercations of varying degrees. And every time one of these fucking situations have gone down and happened, I've always, I've always been doing normal shit, you know, like just walking down the street and minding my own business and chaos ensues. Um, but every time I've, I've gone in down a road or, a, you know, a path where, you know, you're like, you shouldn't do that. You, if this situation arises, you don't take that, go down that situation. You don't do those things. And, but I have a tendency of doing those things. And those things always tend to work out fine, uh, for whatever reason, you know? And, uh, I was like, I was, I was making it, I was explaining how like, um, like there was this time I was in Vancouver. I first moved out there and oddly enough, like, so I was doing a show at this place and, uh, speaking, oh, side note, right? So this place I did the show at, um, <laughs> they had a bathroom downstairs, which, you know, restaurants and comedy clubs should have bathrooms. But what was unique about this place is near the bathrooms is they had one of those like claw video games, you know, where you have like the claw and you like pick up the teddy bear or the whatever that's in there. But instead of, like, uh, regular shit, they had, like, teddy bears strapped to unicorns, uh, strapped to unicorns, shit, strapped to, like, dildos and uh, furry handcuffs and all kinds of, like, you know, adult paraphernalia. And uh, I had just moved in uh, with these young people. Uh, they were, like, I don't know, four or five years younger than I am. And uh, I was just renting a room for a few months from them. And two of the individuals that live there is a girl and a guy um the girl lived there with her boyfriend who her boyfriend was white from uh, vancouver and then she was from india and the other roommate was also from india totally cool i love people of all walks of life but i'm a comedian and uh i thought you know what i'm gonna try and get some laughs out of my new roommates because see what happened was i was like um i'm gonna get to the trusting people story eventually but I go, I go to this comedy club and I'm like, okay, I move in with these people. Sorry. Uh, and it was like the day I move in, I move all my stuff into the room. And then I was like, Hey, they're having a barbecue out back. And I was like, Hey guys, nice to meet y'all. I would love to stay, but I got to go do a show. And so I left to go do the show at this place with the vending machine or the video game thing that has the fucking animals and dildos. So fast forward to the show goes well. I do some drinks and then, uh, I wander down to the uh, to where the fucking bathrooms are to take a piss, and then I, I'm coming back from the bathroom, and I, I see the the claw game, and uh, I start eyeing it up, and I'm like, what's what kind of stuff is in this thing, you know? Because I saw it from the corner of my eye, it gave me a chuckle, but I started looking, and then I noticed that there's like this purple dildo, and it's strapped to a cow, and 
my drunk comedian mind thought it'd be hilarious if I got this dildo and cow and left it on the kitchen table for my new roommate because, you know, that's what roommates do. And everyone would think it's hilarious. You know, they're from India. They worship cows. She's a girl who doesn't love a dildo. And, uh, you know, it'd be fun for everybody. At least so I thought. Um, I'd like to say the point, you know, pulled off. But uh, I left the show that night. I hammered. I, I went somewhere. I think I bought a pack of cigarettes. And then I was walking back to the place, which is it was a pretty hefty walk. It was like the club was downtown Vancouver. And I was living with these people like in Kitsilano but like not close to the bridge. And uh, so I, I was doing my walk and then I get jumped. I got jumped by like, I don't know, two black guys. And it, it's not has, you know, had nothing to do with them. Like I have no problems with them being black, um, but it's just, you know, what it was. And uh, if you're from Vancouver, you know, there's not a lot of black people. So it was also strange, but um, anyway, they beat me up and uh, they, they beat me up for being fag. This is what they, they're like, fucking faggot, and then they start kicking my ass. And now here's the thing about me, guys. I am not gay. And uh, no, not do I have anything wrong with people being gay. While I was in Vancouver to make, you know, rent money, while I didn't have shows, I was working as a cook in a gay bar. So totally cool with being gay. But these guys see me walking down the street with a goddamn cow and purple dildo, and they're like, total fag, let's beat them up. And so they come at me, and they kick the shit out of me. And here's the weird part, is that, yes, they took my wallet, but they also took the dildo and the cow. Like, what the fuck? You're beating me up because you think I'm gay because I have this thing, and then you take the thing? I guess you figured it'd make me sad because I couldn't stick it up my ass later, but I digress. Um, anyway, so, you see, I was just walking home, not doing anything wrong, just carrying my cow and dildo, and I got the shit kicked out of me. Fast forward, like, I don't know a week, and uh, I do a show at the same fucking place, okay? I leave, I go outside, and I was just, I really wanted to smoke a joint. I didn't have any kind of hookup in town at the time, and uh, I didn't know where to get it. It was late. It was like 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, and I see this homeless guy just kind of hanging out asking for change. So I know, at least here in Ottawa, growing up, because I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was really young living on my own. I, I became friends with a lot of the street people because it kind of helped me out. I knew they'd always have my back. If I gave them a few extra bucks and they happened to see someone fucking with me, they would intervene, chances are. Anyway, I, I, trust, I trust most of the street people if I get a good vibe. Anyway, this old guy, I got a pretty good vibe off him. And I was like, hey, man, uh, you know where I can find any weed? I know it's two in the morning, but I'll give you some money if you can help me find some. And he was like, I do. Totally can help you do that, but, like, I have to take you to a really shitty part of town. Like, East Hastings, if you know, uh, it's just, like, crackheads, heroin addicts, and all kinds of mayhem that happens down at this place. And I, I kind of knew, but I didn't know how bad it was. Like, I had just moved to Vancouver, so people had had, I've heard stories. But, I mean, we have bad neighborhoods here that, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's bad, but, you know, mind your own business, you're going to be all right. You know, and uh, but anyway, I'm hammered and I'm like, yeah, man, I trust you lead the way. And you figure we just walk down like the city streets and whatnot. But no, he's a homeless guy. He knows the ins and outs and all the fucking the, you know, the secret routes. So we're going down back alleys this way and that way. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is how people get murdered and eaten. 
and their organs sold on the black market is because they follow a fucking homeless man down some dark, creepy alleys. If we're walking down these fucking alleys, I see, I'm not kidding, I see people shooting heroin, I see people fucking behind a dumpster, I see another dude blowing another dude, which is, again, totally cool, but, like, I don't need, I didn't need to see that walking down the street uh, to try and find weed, you know? And uh, I, it's all kinds of really fucked up stuff. Um, all kinds of drug deal. Like, I, the things I saw that night was absolutely astonishing. And then we come out this one alley, and we turn down the street, and we're on the street corner, and then the homeless guy looks at me, he's like, okay, the guy across the street, that Asian man, he has the pot, but I can't go over there because I owe him money. And I was like, well, how much money do you owe him? And he's like, I, don't, I forget, it's like five, ten bucks or something. And I was like, okay. And then this other homeless lady walks up, and she's like, oh, you're looking for the Asian man with the weed. And I was like, yeah. She's like, I'll take you over and introduce you to him, but it's going to cost you a couple bucks. And I was like, at this point, in for a penny, in for a pound, is what I like to say. Uh, I knew I was going to get ripped off by a weed dealer because that's my experience with street dealers my entire life. Uh, but I liked these homeless people, at least my old man, I liked him. So I was like, okay, whatever. I gave her a couple bucks. She walks me across the street, introduces me to this dude who, by the way, very nice man and sold me some of the biggest counts and the best weed I've ever bought off the street in the most sketchiest of situations in my entire life. Like I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, and then I paid off the homeless guy's debt. I was like, here, like, dude, leave him alone. Here's your 10 bucks. And the guy was like, oh, that was really nice of you. And we had this really amicable, weird situation, but it was all great. And then I left and I wandered home. But the thing is, I left the homeless man there and I didn't really know where I was. And I just aimlessly wandered away through one of the worst parts of Vancouver, you know, uh, with my bag of weed. And um, I survived. I found my way back to the hotel I passed out, and the next morning I watched the news, and some dude on a bicycle was shot, like, one block away from where I was that night. He was just biking by, and he was shot. He was doing something simple and mundane. Boom. I trusted someone. I got what I wanted. They got help, and everyone won. It's amazing how, like, trust is... Like, I, I bet you if I was a dick to this homeless guy in any way, he was going to be like, I'm going to fuck this guy over. You know, and I wasn't, I treated him like a human being. I didn't talk down to him. I gave him a smoke. I think I probably gave him like five smokes. You know, it was definitely the most expensive pot I ever purchased. However, it was totally worth it. And I got a really neat story out of the thing because uh, I saw things that I hope to never see again, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that's my point. You got to trust people. And, and then, Another thing that happened in Vancouver in regards to like trusting people in a situation where you're like, okay, I shouldn't probably trust people is so, um, I ended up eventually meet a weed dealer, right? I meet this guy, which was, was one the way I met this guy was probably one of the weirdest situations in my life. Cause I was walking up, uh, I think it was Burrard and I was going to the first day of my job at this, uh, the gay bar I was telling you about the gay pub and as I'm walking up the street, I see this guy walking down the street and we lock eyes. He has a big smile on his face. I have a big smile on my face. And like the entire walk, I was thinking, okay, I hope someone at this restaurant knows someone where I can buy weed. It's, I live in Vancouver. I'm in Vancouver. And the fact that I can't get weed, it's ridiculous. So uh, hopefully someone I'm going to work with at this place has a hookup, then they can hook me up. 
And anyway, so I'm walking up and I lock eyes with this dude. And this dude's like, you're looking for marijuana. And I was like, holy shit. He read my mind. I am looking for marijuana. And he's like, how much do you need? I told him how much I need it. And we did the deal right there. Then he gave me his number. And then he, this guy was my, my guy for the rest of the time I lived out there. But we had a situation because I don't, I don't know him that well, right? Like he's a random drug dealer. Um, that we had a situation, another situation where people in most cases would look at the situation and go, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> this is sketchy as hell. And they would have left, but they wouldn't have like, so I called him up one night and I was at work and I was like, listen, man, I, can I pick up off you? He's like, yeah, I'll meet you across the street from your restaurant. So I, I go out and I meet him across the street from the restaurant and he's there and he's like, oh, fuck. He's all, he's all frazzled. He's like, oh, a bunch of guys tried to jump me. He's like, I had to pull out my rocks. And I'm thinking he's talking about like cocaine or crack or whatever. And he pulls out like literal rocks. Like he had the, like four or five sizable rocks in his pocket. I guess he's like David, you know? <laughs> and he's like, I'll take down any Goliath. But so yeah, he pulls it. He's like, fuck, it was crazy. He's like, I got to f get my bear spray. I was like, you have bear? He was the man's weapons. Were, this is the most Canadian drug dealer, quote unquote, gangster uh, that you'll ever meet. He had, he was carrying rocks and bear spray though. I think bear spray might be like a Vancouver thing. Cause he wasn't like, I had a guy, uh, a few, like, I don't know, a month or so after this, uh, pull a can of bear spray on me at a bar. Like it's like a thing, I guess in Vancouver. Anyway, he's telling me that these guys tried to jump him. He had to duck through this alley and then run up here. He's like, fuck man, it was scary as shit. I was like, oh man, shit. That's crazy. Hope you're okay. Um, you got my weed. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah. And he starts going through his pockets. And then he's like, oh, fuck, man. I think I dropped it. I don't think I have your weed. I think I dropped it in the alley when I was running away from those dudes. And I was like, okay. Um, that sucks, man. Like, go get it kind of thing, you know? <laughs> and he's, he's like, would you come with me to this dark alley? To <laughs> find your weed like let's do this and so again all these alarm bells are definitely going off in the back of my head like okay maybe this is a whole story and there wasn't any guys actually chasing him but his buddies are actually waiting in this alley to jump me and take my money and so this is what i'm thinking and i'm like but he showed me his weapons i'm like aha maybe that was just a rookie mistake now i know where they are so if i see him reach to a certain area like okay he's gonna grab his rocks get the fuck out of there or, or something you know <laughs> or bear spray anyway so i'm like okay and then i and then i i am up and i look at him i'm like okay you know i'm not i'm not necessarily the biggest guy in the world or anything i'm like very average sized but i'm a scrappy motherfucker and i i looked at him and i genuinely believe that if push came to shove i could take this guy especially if i can get him before he was trying to get his weapons out especially they're not like conveniently located so we'd have to like jostle with him for a couple seconds to try and get access and in that moment i would just i'd destroy this motherfucker and i knew that i was like okay i could definitely take him but if he actually has a posse waiting for me in the alley i'm fucked i'm i'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me for the second time since being here in vancouver this isn't a good track record for me to have you know and uh but i'm like ah but i really want the weed man like i just I would love to get off work, go sit at the beach and smoke a joint and have a beer. That's why I moved to Vancouver. Okay, we're going to go with this guy. I'm going to trust him. 
And so like I had a, a ballpoint pen or something in my pocket. I remember I took it out and I had it in my hand like a shank and I was like ripping, like white knuckling it. Like, okay, if he has buddies, you know, just get him over with, shank him in the throat and then run, run as fast as you can. Hopefully they have a heart and they're going to deal with their bleeding buddy and, uh, or something. You know, I had to, I had to, I had plans formulating in my brain the entire walk. He was talking to me. He was talking to me the entire time. I have no idea. I was just like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, you know, fuck, yeah. yeah, yeah, Meanwhile, I'm just thinking, okay, you know, he starts to grab for his rocks, you see movement in the shadows, you get him right in the throat, and you fucking run, you just hightail it right back where you came, and like, oh, but what if they plan for that, and they have guys behind you, then you just fucking kick him in the nuts and run, you know, like, that. I'm just thinking, uh, this is all that's going through my head, and then we turn the corner, and we go into this alley, and I shit you not, there was like a mound of dirt, in the center of this alley, and the moon was shining uh, uh, down through the buildings onto this mound of dirt, and right on the peak of that mound of dirt was my bag of weed, man. It was just undisturbed, untouched. He actually dropped it. He was telling me the truth, and in most situations, I don't think people would have believed him, you know? And so I trusted him. I went with him, got the weed, I gave him the money, and I kind of made a friend. I trusted him as far as I could throw him, but, you know, uh, I trusted him in that moment, and it paid off for me. And you see what I'm saying? You just got to trust people. I don't know if there's a moral to these stories, but I just know in my life, anytime I've gone down those weird roads, they've always worked out. Anytime I'm doing something normal, like walking down the street with a cow and a dildo, I get the shit kicked out of me or, or something, you know? And, like, back to that story for a moment, uh... Before we wrap this up, I'm at 21 minutes, guys. I'm doing good on this podcast. I feel like I got some steam. I might have rambled a little bit. I hope I didn't mumble too much, but we're getting there. But yeah, so the guys who jumped me, uh, police, like, I, you know, you contact the police, you look through a couple mug shots, and it's, they're like, you know, we're not going to, chances are we're not going to find these people, you know? Like, we can't put an, a, an APB on a purple dildo and a cow, you know? <laughs> like, doesn't work like that i'm really sorry that this happened to you kind of thing and i understood i've been through that ordeal before so i was like all right you know that that shit happens and uh but you know the people i worked with at the gay pub were livid like they were 10 times more angry than i was because in their city a few blocks away like i don't know it was like five or six blocks from where the, the pub was someone got beat up because they were assumed to be gay, you know, it's, it's a hate crime. And, and they were like really pissed off about this and uh, rightfully so, you know, like that, they're like that, we cannot stand for this. We will not stand for this. So anyway, a few weeks go by and I'm standing up front of the pub. I've had, I'm having a few drinks and I'm having a cigarette. And I notice one of the guys jumped me across the street, getting in line at the club. There's like some nightclub. And then on, uh, I think it was like Tuesday nights. They did some like dubstep night or whatever. And so they had like, you know, people from all over the city show up. And I noticed, I'm like, that's the fucking, that's one of the fucking guys. I remember him for sure. Like without question, that's the guy. And he's taking photographs with the fucking camera. He stole, oh yeah, I had a um, a Sony uh, whatever camera. And they took my camera, my wallet, my dildo, and my cow. And, I, and so I notice that, and I see him, and, and I say to the guy standing next to me, I'm like, that's the fucking guy. That's the fucking guy that jumped me. And before I can go, like, we should call the cops, 
dude next to me is one of the biggest gay men I've ever met in my entire life. He walked into the bar and pulled out, a, like, an army. Ah, you know, a good eight of the largest gay men I've ever seen in my life. And they went across the street and beat the shit out of this guy. It was one of the most glorious things I've ever seen in my entire life. I had this, the, the gnarliest, coolest gay dudes having my back, and they fucking took it to this motherfucker. And they got my camera back. And they took fucking whatever he had on him, and they gave it to me, and, you know. But I'm not a complete asshole like this guy. I didn't take any of his IDs. I let him keep, keep all that shit because, you know, he got his ass kicked worse than I did. And he got his ass kicked by gay guys. And I know that's going to hurt his pride way more than me getting my ass kicked for them mistakenly thinking I'm gay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, it was one of the most beautiful, um, you know, poetic justice moments I've ever seen in my entire life. It was absolutely great. Um, and so there you have it. You know, those are two stories, things that happened to me in my life. Uh, maybe not the craziest things that have happened, but there are two things that happened. That's, those are the stories that Katie suggested. She's like, oh, you should write those types of stories down. And perhaps if I write them down or wrote them down, they would be more eloquent. They'd be more well thought. I'd remember more of the details. Um, but hey, you know what? Not everything can be perfect in life. You got to play with the cards you, you're dealt. You got to, you just got to go out and give it a shot. And I think uh, over time, I'll get used to talking to myself. And uh, over time, I'll get, become a better storyteller. And uh, hopefully you guys listen again. I, I thanks so much. I hope you like this. Um, if you want to see me do stand-up comedy and you live in Toronto, ho-ho. I don't know why I said ho-ho. <laughs> um, I'm there. I'm going to be in Toronto, okay? From uh, February 21st to February 24th at Absolute Comedy. That's near uh, Young and Eglinton. And uh, it's a great fucking time. You can visit absolutecomedy.ca for all the details. And, uh, you know, come out to a show, have a laugh. If you're in Ottawa, I'll be at uh, Absolute doing an opener. Uh, so it'll be a short set, like seven minutes. But if you want seven minutes of Chris funny and then, you know, however many minutes, like 90 more minutes of, uh, you know, amazing show. Absolute Comedy always puts on great shows. Come out February 17th. It's a Sunday night. It's like my Friday. It's the beginning of my little vacation. I'm going to go on the road for the week. So, uh, you know. If you're in Ottawa, you want to hear some jokes, come on out on February 17th. I believe Kate Davis is emceeing. Worked with her last week. She's fucking amazing. Um, but that's it, guys. That's it for today. Uh, visit uh, sociallychallengedchris.com. Um, hit the contact page if you want to shoot me a message, questions, comments, concerns, um, whatever. You know, just say hi. Just send a message going, hi. I'll appreciate it. Um, what else? I'm on the Twitter, at Tim's Comedy. Uh, it's T-I-M-M-S, Comedy. If you don't know how to spell comedy, go fuck yourself. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into it. We'll get into it another time. But go fuck yourself. Is You don't you don't tell that to people. Like, that's, that's I don't want you to be able to fuck yourself because that implies you, ple you know, pleasure. Anyway, <sighs> I digress again. Um, what else? I think I'm on the Facebook, Chris Tim's Comedy. Check it out. Uh, website, one last time, sociallychallengedchris.com. Uh, and this, check, get, 
Um, subscribe to the uh, Socially Challenged Creations YouTube channel because uh, I'm going to have a bunch of videos and shit coming out soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Anyway, thanks again, guys. Much love. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers.